0: Hey there. No, uh,
1: this sorry. is Holly.
0: And Daniel. <laughs> sorry, I had to put, okay. So long
1: I, pauses. Well,
0: last time I noticed every time we clicked record, you could hear the mouse clicking.
1: Oh. So
0: I clicked the mouse and I was leaning over to put it on the ground next to the desk. And it would have been fine if you hadn't.
1: <laughs> I didn't say anything.
0: You said long pause.
1: After you said sorry.
0: I could have been apologizing for anything.
1: It was for the long pause. Anyway, this is Halfway Saints. Thanks for listening.
0: Did we say who we are? Yeah. Oh. That's okay. You and that's when I get it. Okay. <laughs> Fine.
1: See what I have to work with here.
0: It's we're coming off of a holiday weekend, right? Moving get, a little slowly. I think we say that every time. We always have an excuse for being. It's pr-
1: yeah. For it's being a little probably slow. Probably true. Whatever. We're yeah. a little slow, so <laughs> be it. But we hope that everyone had a great holiday weekend.
0: Yeah, sorry if you were super eager to listen to this episode Monday morning. right. We're a day late. We're a day late. Um, But yeah, we wanted to enjoy our weekend and use that time to spend with one another. Mm
1: -hmm. And watch a movie.
0: We did watch a movie.
1: And it was great. It
0: was great. (laughs) Holly Tass, she told me to get the movie, and she said, I want you to get me a happy movie. It was...
1: I didn't say a happy movie. I said I wanted a happy ending. No,
0: you said a happy movie. That's why I was... Because I was like, okay, so I can't get a movie that has any sad parts in it. No. At all. I was very stressed out. I'm sorry. It took, I had to call her and ask her to see if I got the right movie. I think I did.
1: Yeah, it was a good movie.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, it wasn't... I wouldn't say it's a happy movie, but it was an enjoyable movie. <gasps> Fine. I'm not then saying you... it was a bad movie either. I'm just saying. It was... It had a good ending. It had a good ending.
0: Well, there you go. And
1: it was entertaining. That's that's cinema. All it, it was all... cinema. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's
1: no Big Hero 6, but no. no oh, yeah.
0: yeah. That's a really good movie. If you've never seen Big Hero 6, oh my gosh. Go go watch it. And it's not the 6th installment in a series, by the way.
1: In case you're
0: worried that you missed the that first you missed five. missed Big Hero 1 through 5.
1: I don't think anybody could be that clueless to miss they have, 5. They have series.
0: renamed movies. Like there's some movie about King Henry the Fifth or the Third or something, and they changed the title because they didn't want people to think it was like a sequel that they had seen. No,
1: but the third is different than the sixth.
0: Hey, <laughs> people could be confused.
1: Well, rest easy. There's only one Big Hero Six, and it's awesome.
0: <laughs> oh, but we had we had a very busy weekend.
1: Yes, uh, we had our. Our wedding.
0: <laughs> we went to someone else's <laughs> wedding.
1: Our good friends, Kate and Joe, shout out to the Casanopas, because mm-hmm. they're married now.
0: Yeah.
1: They had an all-day celebration, which was really fun.
0: Yeah, the wedding was in the morning, and then...
1: Lunch. Lunch, and there was a
0: re- the reception was later in the afternoon, and it was like an all-day affair. But it was really fun. Mm-hmm. Jack was a little tired he was by the pretty end pretty tired. It, we mm-hmm. tried to get him to nap in between, but... Only he I succeeded was- in going down for a nap. Yeah. Jack didn't want to.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was unfortunate. But he was just too excited for the reception.
0: Yeah, that's what it was.
1: Yeah. yeah. He knew what was going on. Um,
0: but yeah, we've we've had a lot of busyness lately. It's true. And I was just filling out the calendar earlier, and there's a lot going on. I know. Especially for me.
1: Well, so- Excuse me, Mister Busy Man.
0: <laughs> no, like after work every day this week I have something. Yeah. Um, but when I was filling out the calendar, I realized uh, that our current calendar is called um, this. It, the brand is Organized Mum, and it's <laughs> it's British a, a British mom's calendar, which is the second in a series of women's calendars that I find myself buying. <laughs> the first time I went out to get one and it was great, and I was like telling Holly like like oh look there's a spot for everyone and you can like. There's a spot for what meal you're going to cook, like you plan convenient. out all your dinners. And I realized the name of the calendar was Organize Her, like Organize H-E-R. It was a girl's calendar.
1: Hey. <laughs> it's not like it was pink and had roses all over it.
0: It was, it, it was in pastels.
1: I think it might have been purple. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, it wasn't it's that a, bad. It's
0: a functional calendar.
1: It was. You know, they should just call it a family organizer. Yeah. Because no, mom doesn't, you know, so, it's a whole family yeah. responsibility, not just the moms.
0: They're, <laughs> they're going to get some
1: mean emails from me.
0: I don't think they care.
1: No. Sells, sells calendars. Sells, <laughs> keeps that calendar money coming in. <laughs> but no, this calendar i don't like it very much why this is probably very (laughs) bad because it's just by the weeks and we have to fill it out every single week it's not a
0: month long calendar it's it's by week which i think is helpful but it's hard to look ahead because it's like a spiral bound one so you have to like lift it up to look at the next week and it's above where we keep our knives like we have a magnetic knife board so if you're not careful you stab yourself (laughs) trying to look at the calendar
1: and it's can reach it I can but, reach it just fine. But I, I can't.
0: You know, Holly so, has to contend with the knives.
1: I have to just look at one week and I, I can't, <laughs> can't move past it. Especially if we don't change uh, it for like three weeks in a row. Yeah.
0: So you you see the kind of stuff we have to deal with every day. It's rough.
1: It's really exciting. I can't,
0: can't reach my mom's calendar.
1: <laughs> yeah. But, um, so this is like a week and a day late, but
0: we have we that's kind of our thing is to do things late like we, did, mother, day, we did motherhood yeah. <laughs> like a month after mother's day and then we still haven't done fatherhood yeah even though people have told us like oh you should do fatherhood soon We just disregarded it
1: yeah and we're not doing it tonight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry if anyone was like really hoping we we're gonna get it no uh, but we'll get to, we, we'll get to it soon
1: someday someday you know when we're feeling like it yeah but uh, last Sunday, not yesterday, um, last Sunday, the 30th of August. August 30th. Mm-hmm. The readings that Sunday included these. The first reading included uh, this verse from Deuteronomy 4 In your observance of the commandments of the Lord your God, which I enjoin upon you, you shall not add to what I command you, nor subtract from it. And then in the Gospel, it says in Mark 7. You disregard God's commandment, but cling to human tradition. And, I mean, the whole uh, gist of the readings from that Sunday were, like, I gave you laws, don't... Don't mess with them. Don't mess with them. And so I could just hear, like, the rebuttals against the Catholic Church saying, like, well, how are you not doing that? Like this catechism that you've shown me is really thick and it's full of all these laws that Mm -hmm. nitpick the smallest little things. And, uh, yeah, you have like canon law and all of that. So like how, and so how can you reconcile that within the church? And so I was kind of like wrestling with that. And I was hoping to find it on a couple of podcasts.
0: Just to to give more context, if you don't remember the gospel reading, the, main part of the passage is um, Jesus and his disciples are eating and the Pharisees come up to him and say some of your disciples didn't wash their hands before eating why are you permitting them to eat with unclean hands? Right. So it's um, in that passage the Pharisees are the ones who are saying you're not following all the rules I think that's important Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah and I've heard a lot of like the Catholic Church being called the Pharisees Mm -hmm. in readings of the of the Bible and Like, how do I reconcile that? And so I was looking at a podcast to kind of maybe answer that question for me, and they didn't really touch on it. And then I was really close to asking our pastor, like, outside of the church after his homily, or after Mass, about it, but... you know, it was hot outside and he was
0: a little overwhelmed by people, so I didn't want to bother him. I've heard priests love it when you go up to them and tell them what they did wrong in the homily. That's no, like one of their favorite things.
1: I just things. wanted to have a discussion, you know? I didn't <laughs> want to say like, oh, you missed this.
0: Oh, I noticed you didn't answer this question I had.
1: No, I just wanted to talk about it. I thought he would appreciate he, it. He would. he would. He would. He would love it. I'm just giving you I know, you jerk. But, um, yeah, so then I was like, oh, I should ask Daniel this on the way home. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to save it for the podcast.
0: Just so you know, Holly didn't tell me what the question was until yesterday. I finally got it out of her.
1: Hey, I told you on Saturday.
0: Oh, I keep thinking it's Sunday.
1: Nope. It's Monday.
0: But she, yeah, she wouldn't, because she didn't want me to think about it too much.
1: That's not true. I just, I just didn't tell you. I wasn't trying (laughs) to keep it, I wasn't keeping it a secret or anything. I just... I told you, like, on Tuesday or Wednesday that I was thinking about it, and I was like, oh, I'll tell you this the question later, and then, oh, four days later, I gave it to you. Three days?
0: <laughs> Don't try to do any math.
1: <laughs> but, so, Daniel, how do you... <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, okay. That's a good question, Holly. No, I mean...
1: So, okay, also, I have a little bit of maybe an understanding of what the answer
0: could be, but okay. I wanted to see what you What said. do you think the answer is, Holly?
1: You're going to make me answer first? Because it's going to be wrong. That's why I'm asking <laughs> no. the
0: question. Well, if I give him the right answer first, then it just ends there.
1: Okay, well. The...
0: I'm just kidding. I don't no. understand. Can I, I'll, I will, can I comment on it?
1: Do you want me to say my answer first?
0: No, I will. I'll go ahead and say something.
1: Comment upon my I'm question, not,
0: <laughs> I won't. I won't knock it out of the park. I'll bunt it on this one. Okay. I'm just kidding. I'm not really this pompous most of the time. <laughs> okay. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but w- if you look at the law in the Old Testament, kind of the, what is it? What is that called? I'm doing uh, a Exits. line motion. A Exit- Trajectory. Trajectory. Exits these? off of the highway. <laughs> that's, that's what it looked like you were doing. No, if you look at the trajectory trajectory of the law in the Old Testament, it starts kind of, um, if you look at the Ten Commandments, um, well, sorry, I'm trying, okay, I'll just start with the Ten Commandments. Uh-huh. The Israelites get ten commandments, and they're, you know, pretty clear. Moses comes down, tells it to them, and then they, they screw it up. I think like even when moses is still on the mountain like he goes back up when he comes back down they've already broken the commandments, yeah. and they're like worshiping the golden calf and all that so from there they get more laws mm-hmm. because the ten commandments weren't clear enough and they get what is it like 260 something yeah. laws, something like that so they get and it,
1: that's what deuteronomy is right, right the it's second the law, second law deutero
0: meaning second um and they get more laws that are clearer. So like, okay, you didn't get thou shall not steal. Here's, here's like five more laws on not stealing. Like this is stealing. This is stealing. This is stealing. Okay. Does that make sense? So kind of they.
1: But where would they expanded they, upon them? Where would they get all of the like, uh, clean cleanliness stuff? Well, that's from?
0: that's different, because the Pharisees. The Pharisaic laws. Even like laws, the
1: meat stuff was in uh, Deuteronomy, though, right?
0: Right. But what so do you like mean where about did that come from? Where, did, where would well, that, like, expand Because upon? they, one, the commandments is, you shall not have other, you shall have no other gods before me.
1: Oh, and it was pagans.
0: And, yeah, a lot of the dietary laws kept them from interacting with, the, you know, the nations around them. Like, I think... Um,
1: the pagan nations. Pagans. Okay. <laughs> they pagans. You guys say the They're word pagans.
0: pagans. Um, but, like, uh, not, not um, eating goat boiled in its mother's milk. Like, that mm-hmm. was, like, a delicacy for for some tribe that was close to them. Okay. So a lot of those laws kept them from interacting with the other right. pagan nations.
1: It's pagans.
0: And falling into the temptation of worshiping other gods. I, I get it. So it was kind of like you had ten laws that that didn't work. They couldn't handle it, so they got more laws.
1: Uh-huh. But were, mm-hmm. were those laws given to them by, God, like, spoken... To them by God, the way that the Ten Commandments were, or were they kind of just?
0: I think. Interpreted by the people. I, I forget exactly the mechanism, but I want to say they were revealed as well. Okay. Sure. Yeah, but what the Pharisees were doing is different. They so if you don't know who the Pharisees were, they were um, like a, a group or a sect of Judaism, <laughs> mm-hmm. that wanted to bring Israel back into God's favor, and they. When they looked at it they said why are we no longer in god's favor it's because we didn't follow the law so what they did was implement a bunch of extra laws that would prevent people from ever breaking the law like they set up laws around the laws so that you couldn't even get close to breaking the law right so it would be like saying if i was really worried um about jack playing with the stove i wouldn't just say don't play with the stove i would say don't go in the kitchen Right. Or stay in your room. So, like, they put laws upon laws to keep people. I from see. Even poss- from it even being possible that they would break a law. Right,
1: and they were just like. They were they were all about the law. Like the law was the best way to get to.
0: Mm-hmm. That's die. how they felt they would bring Israel back to what it was exactly. supposed to be.
1: And so that's what I understand. That's what Jesus is refuting in Mark chapter seven. But I just like with the tradition that he points out there, and with the adding and subtracting, I don't know. I just am. It makes me like nervous that like the church
0: that the church could be say, falling hey, into that. Don't do this, right? Yeah. Well, I think another like important, um, like I feel like if we were to have like a second gospel reading, it would be Jesus with, um, when they ask him what's the greatest commandment. Yeah. And he said, basically to love God and to love your neighbor and if you um look at the ten commandments they're split into loving god or loving your neighbor yes and that's kind of um so those two commandments are like the essence of of the ten commandments so in um not making graven images and not having any other god before the lord um you're loving god well and then with the other the sort of um interpersonal commandments like don't commit adultery don't steal don't lie those are all laws designed to have you love your neighbor mm-hmm. so it's kind of um an expansion on like two principal or like essential ideas does that make sense
1: it does but then it's still um what? you hate the phrase begs the question because it's, it's wrong, wrong. It's, it's wrong, wrong. <laughs> it begs the
0: question is when uh um, when like you answer your own question or you, you say like, uh well you're ugly because you're stupid you know like that's begging the question, you're taking a premise as part of what you're saying I think it's definitely not raising the question. Raises the question. Yes. Thank you.
1: Okay. Oh shoot. What was it? <laughs> <laughs> that about... raises the question of okay so the t- Ten Commandments were ten, mm-hmm. that kind of followed the two two. Um, you know, premises, but they are still 10. So then mm-hmm. Jesus is like, oh, let's pare that down to two. And this is what you should live your life by. And then here we are having at least 2,000 paragraphs of the catechism. Mm-hmm. So like, that's what my real question is. Right,
0: And I think what the important thing is to consider that it's the Pharisees who are speaking to Jesus in the gospel reading. Because there's no law that says you have to wash your hands before eating. Like, that law doesn't go back to loving your neighbor or loving God. Like, that's something they set up so that no one could, you know, eat with, you know, defiled hands or something. Like, that was a law not of God. So it would be like saying um, you have to um, wear brown shoes to mass. And, like, it was strictly enforced, if you didn't have brown shoes, you couldn't get into Mass, because, or you couldn't, um, you could only wear black shoes, because they want people to dress up for Mass. So, if right. they say you can only have black shoes to come to Mass, that law is not um, pointing you toward either loving your neighbor or loving God.
1: Well, like, in a similar vein, religious uh, priests who have vestments, or, um, oh my gosh, what are they called? What? Investments? Not vestments. Habits. Mm-hmm. And they say, like, you have to wear a leather belt that's this long, or you have to wear your, um, uh, I don't know like all the, the pieces. Scapular yeah, and... you have to wear all of those certain things. So, like, how is that not what you just said?
0: Because that's... I'm only playing
1: devil's advocate.
0: Devil's advocate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's... That's part of the the rule of an order, which I, I think that's kind of separate.
1: Okay. It's great. like saying,
0: in if you're in the army, you have to wear a uniform. Like, that's your uniform. You know. Okay. It's not, you know, they're not saying you're not a good Catholic if you don't wear your habit. You might be a bad Dominican. But you're not a you know, offending the Lord through that.
1: Okay, so I'm gonna backtrack just a okay. second.
0: Okay.
1: Here's what my thought is for what the answer could be okay you never let me say that earlier
0: okay well you i was trying to follow your wishes (laughs) you wanted me to say something first
1: yeah and then i was gonna say it after but um i think that it's because the i don't i don't know the context of deuteronomy as much as i wish that i did but um the pharisees for sure did not have the authority that christ gave to the apostles and that has succeeded down Mm -hmm. to the Catholic church and to like the Pope and to all of its bishops and
0: Mm -hmm. the teaching authority of the church. Yeah. So
1: there is a teaching authority. And so because we have that, we are able to
0: teaching authority that's given by Christ.
1: Yes. So they didn't have that.
0: Right. The, the Pharisees were not a divinely established institution. Mm
1: -hmm. I just get, I just don't know if that covers the full, Spectrum of it.
0: Well, I think what some people might look at and see as rules, we as Catholics might describe as kind of a breaking, opening, or a delving into the law. So you know, in the Catechism, that the you know, part of the Catechism that deals with. Well,
1: no, I what? just came up with a good idea.
0: Daniel oh. <laughs>
1: thought there was a bug bite because
0: you <laughs> stared past me and lifted up your hand like you were swatting at it. I just was excited. <laughs> okay. Express your excitement some other way. I'm sorry. Um,
1: Wait, I had to take my idea.
0: I was in the middle of a sentence.
1: I know, but it's so good. I forgot it.
0: <laughs> Go ahead.
1: I can't remember it. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Cuz the bug. Okay. Go ahead. Um.
0: But oh, so like in the catechism, um, a paragraph that deals specifically, um, I don't know, with marriage or like loving your spouse we know from christ that marriage is good and that there are you know fruits of marriage the church is able to kind of delve into that and pull pieces out of it so i think logically you can say if um so say like take abortion for example we know that killing someone is bad and that abortion is killing someone therefore abortion is is wrong and should not be done. Right. So it's it's a case where you apply that original law, but it's still like a clear connection between those two. Yeah. And so yeah, we could say you shouldn't kill um, someone even if they're threatening you. You know, like that could be deduced from "thou shall not kill." You know. Right. Right. Even though you could say, "Oh, it doesn't say thou shall not kill someone." Uh, you know, un- unless they're threatening. You, you know.
1: Yeah. 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 I think the big idea that I had, so, um, was that, okay, so the law in Deuteronomy, those laws were, and especially with the Pharisees, those laws were, like, debilitating. hmm Like, their whole life was revolving around, like, sacrificing animals and eating properly and washing their hands properly and, um, doing all of the right things. Mm-hmm. Where I think a lot of the outside perspective of the church can think that we're, we are just trying to just do these like correct things to earn our salvation. But instead of looking them at, at rules, like what you just said, which is what sparked my um, big idea. Instead of looking at them at rules that bind you and keep you in, the church's quote unquote rules or quote unquote laws uh, actually set us free. Mm-hmm. And that they don't bind us within, uh, like, constraints that have nothing really to do with our human nature. Uh, I feel like the church's teachings are actually, like, working with with our divine nature that Christ instilled, God instilled to us when he created us. And to make in, us more in, into his image. image.
0: Not di- I wouldn't say divine nature, but divine image.
1: Because we don't have to.
0: Except through participation in Christ.
1: Okay. But in that we have a connection with God because we are his created Mm -hmm. people. Uh it's working within that and creating us more and more towards that. Where the the laws beforehand were a little bit more like created were more like earthly laws.
0: Yeah. And I think also we kind of think of uh laws in a punitive sense. Like if you don't do this you will be punished. Yeah. Whereas the church's laws are sort of pointing you toward something like do this and you will have this, you know? Right. It, does that make sense? So saying but like, to, lo- go ahead.
1: To clarify, not that you will earn something, but it will lead you into a closer relationship with God and that it will lead you into like uh. more holiness and more grace and more right.
0: goodness. Right. Well, I was thinking it would be, um, say if there were dietary laws, like for example, of if it were illegal in the United States to eat um, bacon or something, they said, or like cigarettes, you know, yeah. or, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if cigarettes were outlawed at some point yeah. in the near future. That's a law where there's a punishment for doing that. And that's very different from your personal trainer saying, "Here are some rules. They're going to help you get to your goal. Right. Like these aren't here to restrict you from doing something. They're here to help you work on your goal. So it's kind of like, mm-hmm. um, You know, spiritual exercise that through obeying what the church teaches, you're going to be sort of training your soul for um, encounter with Christ.
1: Right. And I think that's what I've what I have experienced through becoming Catholic and through that conversion and that and understanding that the church's teachings as that and not this list of ways to get to heaven. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is it is that, but it's not perceived that way. And that I just have found so much freedom within the teachings of the church. And I think a, like it's for some who are who it's very difficult to understand the teachings of like true marriage as one man and one woman or abortion or things like that, it can be very, very difficult for them to look at that point blank and to say, like, well, how is that not just a rule? How is that mm. not just a uh, binding like, how's that uh, setting me free
0: mm-hmm.
1: into Christ's arms? And it's like, well, what you need to do in that position if you're struggling with the teaching is that you just dig deeper and deeper into, like, well, why would the church teach that? What mm-hmm. What is it about Christ that is reflected in this church teaching? And as you do that, you get to see more and more freedom within that. Because, and it's okay to struggle with, with teachings, too. Like, it's it's okay to struggle with the things that you don't understand because as you, I just don't think that it should ever be taken point blank. I think it should be like delved into and set and asked those questions about why is the church teaching this and what is it about Christ that's reflected in it?
0: Yeah. And I think in, in doing that, you should kind of keep in mind the two the two greatest commandments that Christ talks about loving God and loving neighbor. Right. And like, where do these things tie into that? Right. Like how is obeying this going to help me to love Christ better or to love my neighbor better? Right. Um, and it's also, you have to remember that we're called to love fully. And I think that's, um, one of the biggest issues or something that's like a big hangup for a lot of people is I think a, a lot of people, are more than willing to love partially or to sacrifice some, mm-hmm. but it's the total self gift of love that really people have a tough time with. Mm-hmm. So they're saying, I'm willing to love this person to this degree and then not do it. I'm willing to love them up until I need to tell them that they need to change something. Mm-hmm. Um, and saying I'm willing to love God right up until it's going to make things awkward socially for me, or right. it's going to create a rift between me and my family. So it's, the laws that people see as confining, like, um, you know, you should not have sex out of marriage or you should not have sex before, <laughs> I said next. <max. laughs> should not have text next food before a date because for obvious reasons, um, <laughs> no, you should not have sex before marriage. Some people might see that as confining, like I was trying to love this person, right. but what that really does in obeying that is you are able to fully love your spouse and through sex, you're able to, to experience sex in the fullest way as it pertains to loving one another and loving God. Right. So it's, um, it is, it's freeing, but it doesn't always seem that way. Mm -hmm. And it's because we're afraid to love fully.
1: Yeah. I think that's a really good point.
0: And I think that's a good, like when you, if you ever feel like, I don't see how this is freeing at all. This just seems totally confining. Remember like, is this helping you to love more fully?
1: Right. And I think, That is a really huge hang up with everyone. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Pretty much. Ourselves included, I'm sure.
1: But one thing that I didn't really realize that it was like a hard...
0: Sorry, you're looking, I still think there's a bug over there because you're looking at the ceiling above me. We don't
1: normally have this one lamp on, (laughs) so it's like lining
0: (laughs) up new... You made me laugh into my tea and it got all over me. Oh no, my tea! (laughs)
1: But it's lighting up different parts of the area that I've never noticed before. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a little scratch up there that I've never noticed. But it's just catching my eye. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. I'm,
0: there's no bug. You know, I used to catch your eye. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> Not anymore. Now it's bugs. <laughs> or non-bugs. Oh, man. What, what gotta, were you saying? I don't remember.
1: Hold on. Oh, is that... I never, like, fully struggled with it. I just hopped on board somehow. But the trust, the, like... The transition for me from, like, non-denominational evangelical uh, Christianity to Catholicism, one of the biggest leaps of faith is to just trust the authority of the church. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how I just, like, hopped on and was like, oh, yeah, totally, I get it. But it was never a huge hang-up for me. But I feel like it it definitely could be a huge hang-up for someone who... like, has only ever experienced, uh, you know, you just interpret it however you feel. Right. And so, but I've found such freedom in that, in that, like, oh, I, the weight is not on me. It is on someone much more trustworthy Mm -hmm. than myself. Plus, I can trust that Christ gave that authority to the church, that the church is reflecting that in the most beautiful way Mm -hmm. it can here on earth, and that... I get to experience that through the mass and through the teachings and through just this faith. I think it's really awesome. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I think think that's a big hang up is the
0: authority part of it. And I think going back to the, to the law or the rules part of it, we should also remember that the church is our mother, you know, the church Mm -hmm. um, guides us and supports us. And it's, it is the goal of the church to spread the gospel and to win souls for heaven. That's their mission. So, Mm Again, they they may and the church has um, the authority to impose rules. And and they may they may do that for the good of its people. What are you gonna say?
1: I don't like the word impose.
0: They may um, suggest. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> they may forcefully suggest. Um, no, because I think you know with with children, you can say no. You cannot touch the stove. Yeah. Like that will harm you. I'm telling you, you cannot do that. Mm-hmm. You you know you're not. Like, yeah, it's just, that's what it is. Or they it can say definitively, this act is intrinsically wrong. Right. This act is always evil for, you know, in, as, um, in looking out for your soul, I'm telling you, do not do that.
1: Yeah. Cause that, that's another thing is that the church really like, the church is not trying to just make like cult members mm-hmm. or like f- blind followers. It looks she loves us and wants to get us to heaven mm-hmm. and the same, like she is the bride of Christ. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's not this like oppressive, terrible uh, person, like a uh, tyrant trying to right. impose all of these rules on us. It is for our good and for mm-hmm. the, the good of our souls. Like what you said, Yeah, it's much, it's much more loving than I think is perceived, especially mm-hmm. in
0: the media. Right. And it's, I guess as a caveat, we should say that the the members of the church can make mistakes and can be incorrect and can, unfortunately, you know, lead people into sin, which um, Christ tells – is he talking to his disciple? Basically he's saying, like, woe to you who lead the little ones into sin. Like, it would be better for them to have the millstone Mm -hmm. wrapped around their neck and thrown in the – like, those who lead – those who are – given authority and um, charge over people who do not do that well, they're they're held are, to a much higher yeah. standard. Um, so unfortunately, you know, priests, bishops, they can make mistakes, they can err. Um, so it's, it's always important to look at the church as a whole, you know, not just the church in the United States, not just the church in your diocese. Yes. Like what is, and not just, you know, what this parish priest is saying, like, what is the church as a body saying? Yeah. And And it's and it's it's difficult. It's been difficult since the church began because it's a divine institution made of human things. Made of sinful. Yeah. Sinful
1: people. But always, like, look to what the what the church what the official church teaching is on something. If you hear something that is questionable mm-hmm. or contrary to anything you've heard before
0: and there's also, you know, i always re- fall back on that christ said the gates of hell will not prevail against the church mm-hmm. and you may um, think that your bishop is wrong ours isn't ours is great Love but, <laughs> our bishop or you know your bishop's conference is doing something incorrect but you're still called to obedience because they these are the people god has put in charge mm-hmm. of your you know of their congregation of their flock mm-hmm. so they may be doing something uh liturgically you don't like you know, i don't think the they...
1: conference of bishops would be doing anything that scandalous
0: no but they might say yeah sure uh you can dance up to the altar you know oh boy <laughs> i mean like all right or um you know say oh we're gonna transfer ascension thursday to sunday you know okay something that you may I feel see. is incorrect mm-hmm. um we're still called to be obedient to them right yeah so i don't
1: yeah. Well I was like, well what if they what if some like wacko bishop is like, Oh yeah, contraception's great. Right. No, you don't have to be uh you don't have to follow that because right. you also rely on your own conscience.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. My point was in in laws that don't like looking at is this law does this law go back or this sorry, I shouldn't say law, does this rule um lead back to loving God or loving my neighbor? Yes. And if it does, then yeah that's what Christ calls you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, if it doesn't, I don't know what you do then. <laughs> you write you write a letter. Um,
1: you can write letters. You can, yeah. Which you
0: should. And you can hold Kenneth kind of should hold your pastors and bishops accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we're not Holly and I are not in charge of a diocese. We're not given Thank goodness. we're not given, you know, the authority that Christ gives his church and it's representatives throughout the world. It's hierarchical representatives. Um, But so we're called always to love Christ and love our neighbor. So if we're asked to do that, even in kind of a distant way. So if the bishop says everyone needs to uh, go volunteer 10 hours a week and we, you know, say we don't have time for that. That's crazy. How can you ask us to do that? Or the bishop says we're going to have, um, you know, Ascension Thursday is going to be on Thursday. You have to come to Mass on Thursday and then Sunday. Like, oh, that's Mm -hmm. super inconvenient. Like, look at it. Is this, is going to Mass to um, participate in the Mass, to offer, join our sacrifices with Christ's sacrifice in the sacrifice of the Mass. Is that going to help me love God better? Like, the answer is yes. So Mm -hmm. it might be inconvenient, but you need to look at what this law is pointing you towards. Right, right. And it doesn't... um, this doesn't mean that certain Catholics and um, even bishops could become pharisaical in their way of looking. I think definitely there's um, some people who should think these are all these laws we should be, you should be, you should have to wear this, this, and this to Mass. Right. And um, there is some
1: scrupulosity there, too. Yeah. Or tendency to become scrupulous. Right. I don't but know if scrupulosity is a word.
0: Scrupulosity is. But, oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in in terms of the church itself as a teaching body and what it prescribes um i don't think there's very much pharisaical no things. i don't
1: think so either i just think that they can it can be perceived that can way be perceived that
0: way but without
1: yeah. without knowing that the church has authority that um it is calling us to love more fully and that it is leading us to freedom instead of into more and more bind, uh binding Things. bondage bondage <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah so i think that clears it up for go. me a little bit well good a lot of it
0: a lot of it did mm-hmm. it did i have the right answer i think we both have the right answer because we both made good points
1: we worked together we did as a team high five yeah marriage <laughs> <Wow. laughs>
0: teamwork i know but why'd you say it like that
1: for Father the Bride.
0: I have never seen that.
1: I know. Everyone out there in listener lane is like, "Oh, great, great impression. <laughs> <laughs> and you just don't understand. I just don't get it. Anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah.
0: yeah. Th- thank you. Were you going to say something else? I was Did going... you want the last word, Holly?
1: Oh, boy. um, I wanted to say that. I don't remember anymore because oh, okay, you cut me off. Okay. Well, but, I think,
0: I think we wrapped up well.
1: Well, good. I, I think
0: so too. <laughs> um, but thanks everyone for listening. Um, please, if you have any feedback, like we said at the beginning of the last episode, we're trying to bring it back to more, uh, more of a conversation between Holly and I that you guys are listening to. Eavesdropping, um, if you will. Yes. yes <laughs> it's quite rude. <laughs> um, if you have any feedback, you like it, you don't like it, we're doing it well, we're not doing it well, please let us know. um, Or if
1: you want us to go back to what we were, I mean, it was not that huge of a difference, but.
0: Yes, if you have any feedback, positive (laughs) or negative, please send it our way. Um, You can email us at halfway podcast at gmail.com.
1: Find us on Twitter at Halfway underscore Saints and like us on Facebook.
0: Yes, and if you've emailed us recently and we haven't gotten back to you, sorry, we will try. I think there's some in the inbox we haven't gotten to. Oh. Oops. <laughs>
1: we'll get back to you. But we
0: will. We'll totally get back to you sometime. Yes. Uh, right after we do the fatherhood podcast. Right. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, have a great week, everyone. Please pray for us. We'll be playing. Pray? <laughs> We're playing ba- <laughs> ba-
1: basketball for you.
0: We'll be praying for you. Pray for me because I have to hang out with Holly all the time. Hey, shut up. Just kidding. It, pray uh prayers of thanksgiving for me no and pray against jealousy because you're gonna be jealous of me because i get to hang out with holly all the
1: time oh my gosh gag
0: (laughs) i can't win all right
1: yes have a great week everyone bye
0: everyone